What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football, the Bleacher Report NFL Draft College Football Podcast. We are live from Missouri Southern Pitt State. Me versus Mellow. Versus Mellow. So you go back and forth. Like, let's I get do. it official. I do. I do. Are you on the Missouri Southern side or are you on the Pitt State I'm side? I'm hedging. hedging I hard. noticed. Yeah. Like, uh, so pick one. I went to Southern. My kid's going to Pitt. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah. If we'll you see. ain't pit, you ain't shit. And we'll that's see. official. We'll see. Mark we, it down. We have an Put amazing, stone. amazing tailgate. I think one of our best tailgates of the year, our boy Josh from Mid-American RV. We have a fucking trailer with TVs. I'm standing in front of a 60-inch TV. 70. 70. All right. Well, my math was a little wrong, yeah. but it's yeah. a big TV. It is an amazing tailgate. We have a lot of our good friends. Hometown tailgate is happening. We want to talk a lot about, because we're recording this Saturday, mid-afternoon, games are happening. Ohio State's beating Michigan State as we're talking. Dwayne Haskins maybe a little bit of a bounce-back game? Uh, I don't know. I don't like what I've seen from him so far. But let's do. Let's get into our stock watch for the week. This has been a staple of the midweek show. Uh, but things have gotten busy, and we haven't covered so much of it. So we are going to get into our stock watch this week. And I want to start off with a guy who you've – Talks a lot about, let's go with Will Greer. For Ripped me. our hearts out. And he has looked very impressive. I think we've talked about Drew Locke before. He is a guy that is putting himself in position to be a first-round pick. No, Will Greer, I, I mean, I talked to Will this week, and I was like, hey, man, I, I want you to know you ripped my heart out, and I hate you, but I love you because I love the poise of his game, the touch accuracy, and I think Will is someone who will benefit greatly from a senior bowl performance. Yes. We talked about last year with Baker and Josh Allen, like go to Mobile and improve your stock, young man. Will Greer, that's the conversation we're having right now. And he said, put some respect on my name for the first round. We're going to have to because they're, the, the lack of quarterbacks in this class, I think we have to talk about Will as someone who we, looks in this group at least as if Baker was the number one pick, right? How's yep. Will Greer not a first rounder? And I think he will be, too, because you look at the class that's coming out this year. There's not a lot of talent. I do think that Herbert is going to go back to Oregon. We're watching Ohio State right now. Haskins, he's struggling. He, he is has seen a lot of throws. three weeks has been bad. The mechanics and the cold weather, it's just it's not looking great. So I think that you do have to talk about guys like Will Greer as QB one in this class, even though maybe he doesn't grade out as a first round pick. He's going to we've probably seen that be, shit before. First quarterback take. Right. We've all graded quarterbacks second round, and they go first round. It happens. It's the need of the position. Guys get elevated. So, Will Greer is definitely a stock up. You know that my guy stock up all day is Quentin Williams from Alabama. Like, last year, last week, 10 tackles, two and a half tackles for a loss, a couple of sacks against Alabama, and uh, against LSU, excuse me. And this week against Mississippi State, we're recording before that game happens. I would expect Quentin Williams to be the difference maker on that D line. And since the last time you guys did stock up, stock down, he has gone from like a no one, like, okay, maybe we'll right. watch him to the number three player in this draft. Exactly. Like he's the number fucking three player. Like as of now, it Nick might Bosa grow and even Oliver more. Quentin Williams. Yeah, exactly. As a so, redshirt sophomore. So I like that stock up, stock down for you. Uh, I am going to go stock down this week. And because we are watching this game live, I'm going to go stock down on Dwayne Haskins. I do not like what I've seen out of him Two the past couple weeks. He looks like a guy that should go back to school. He's not going to get that senior bowl invite. He's an underclassman. Can't, yeah. So he can't put up numbers there. He can't show scouts what he can do. 
He's a guy that looks like he needs to go back to Ohio State next year. So I'm going stock down on Dwayne Haskins. No, I, I think that's logical when you look at the Ohio State offense, the struggles that they have had, his uh, ability under pressure, especially as a quarterback, to deliver intermediate to long targets has not been optimal. And I, I tweeted last week, it's the guy who makes some poor decisions that uh, has not really been amplified because of the talent around him. So it, it's time to look at Dorian Haskins if he's going to come out into the 2019 draft. We have to put him under a microscope that we haven't yet. And you look at Justin Herbert, Will Greer, Ryan Finley, Drew Locke, a lot of the quarterbacks we've been very, very hard on as prospects. We really haven't been there with Dwayne Haskins, but it, it's time to separate myth from reality when you watch the Ohio State offense. Like, okay, well, he leans on two very good receivers, two very good running backs. A very good offensive line. Very good offensive line. So Good defensive prospects. What can he actually do? And, and Urban Meyer's offense, we haven't seen anyone translate to the NFL since Alex Smith. Right. Think right. about how long ago that was. No one from his offense has been good since, like, the Niners drafted Alex Smith, number one overall out of Utah. And even him, it took until he got to Andy Reid's system to really see a lot of success in the NFL. Yeah. So, Stockwatch is a little bit weird this week. I want to throw one more name out at you. I know a lot of people were down on Greedy Williams. They watched the Alabama game, and they said, oh, oh Judy beat Greedy. Well... I don't think that's fair. I think you look at Grant Delpit, you look at Greedy. They played very, very well against Alabama. I still feel like Greedy Williams is a top 10 player in this draft. And he's still the number one corner. And if anybody ever tells me that corner is not the hardest position to play, then you are dead wrong. To be able to stay with these receivers that they have in college football in the NFL is very difficult. So for Greedy Williams to even be able to come close to stick with a guy like Judy when two is throwing to him is a very impressive. Yeah. Also very impressive. All our friends out here right now at the Missouri Southern stick to football tailgate. Uh, it, it's been amazing. We got a lot of Pitt state fans. Uh, I mean, a lot of pits. I could have told you that like two months ago, that uh, it was going to be a majority yeah. of pit state. We have an amazing, amazing trailer right now from our friend, Josh at mid America RV. Like, I don't think like I, I've been accused at times of overselling shit, right? Like I get a little hyped up and I oversell. You could not oversell this trailer that you and I are standing in right now. And guess what? We're going to take this trailer. God willing. To Ohio State, Michigan. I mean, we're going to take it, and hopefully it gets there is the, we'll I think see. the question we'll see. right now. But we Earmuffs are going to have this thing <laughs> Earmuffs, where is he? Columbus for the Ohio State-Michigan game, and it's a great setup. I mean, I, I've told people from 5 a.m. Saturday until 10 a.m. Sunday, that's when they kick us out of the lot. I'm sleeping there. I don't give a shit. We might as well. I mean, I see two couches right now in front of right. me. Like, right. we'll just I have a sleeping bag. So let's do it. Set. We have 450 beers on this trailer right now. I think we're set. We might be able to pull some to Ohio State. I think we'll be okay. So, Stockwatch, a lot of guys up, a couple guys down this week. We're very interested to hear who you guys think. Moving up, moving down, hit those in your iTunes review for the week. All right, uh, we are out at Missouri Southern Pitt State, and we like we wanted to have a little fun this week, so we're going to do a dream draft. Before we get to our draft on draft questions, and we're going to 10 through 1, Mello. Yeah, so we're looking at, like, who would be the ideal prospect for each one of these teams. Uh, let's go 10 to 1. We have Oakland, Indy, Denver. Number 7, the Jets, Cleveland, Arizona. And then our top four picks, Buffalo, San Francisco, Oakland again, 
and then the New York Giants. I just want to one. I just want to quickly talk about our guy who is right now chugging Bacardi. What is it? Bacardi lemon, whatever Bacardi the hell lemon. that is. And he's chasing it with something. Call something in a stick to football. Mimosas. We have a gallon <laughs> of mimosas right there. You can just. You don't have to make your own in your mouth. Okay. Well, never mind. They're gone. So uh, we. They're making mimosas in the mouth. That's cool. All right, number 10 overall, we have Oakland Raiders from the Dallas Cowboys. This is the Amari Cooper trade. Oakland has a need to edge, obviously, but they also are going to pick a little bit earlier than this. Is this where you go for a wide receiver like Nikhil Harry, or is this where you start to think about the middle of that defense, which has been exposed over the last couple of years? Maybe you get a safety like Deontay Thompson. Maybe you go middle linebacker. And I think you're right here. They have to replace guys that they've traded away. So, obviously... Bosa comes into play, but not at pick number 10. You have to replace yeah. Khalil Mack. But you also have to give Carr some targets. So I actually like that. I am going to say they need to go after the number one passing target here. And I like Nikhil Harry a I thought you were saying Noah Fant. Like, oh, let's go after Noah Fant. Jared Cook and Noah Fant. Okay, so Noah Fant I like a lot, but maybe not in the top 10. Will he grade out as a top 10 prospect? Probably, but I still don't know if he gets drafted top 10. Yeah, I, I think that's the, the conundrum you run into with Fant and Nikhil Harry. Will Nikhil run fast enough to be a top 10 pick, I think, is the, the issue you run into. How about Devin White here from the linebacker from LSU? LSU in the house! Get an LSU linebacker who has range because that's where they've struggled. Watch Travis Kelsey beat the shit out of the Raiders. Tell me you don't need a middle linebacker. If you get Nick Bosa at one... Devin White at 10, it's pretty fucking good defense. Yeah, obviously. they And they have a lot of needs. So uh, it just it comes down to how's the draft going to shake up, especially when you have two picks in the top 10. Hopefully they can get the picks right. I'm distracted. Right. I want one of these mouth-made mimosas right now. Just having baby birded into your mouth. Yeah, I just want someone to like <laughs> – I'm going to need a drink of that. So – Number nine, we have the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, wait, here we go. Here we go. Ready? Oh, we hear it from the crowd. Oh, my God, do the mimosa first. No, vodka first. <laughs> it's different when you do it. Yeah, the other way around. How'd that work out for I you? I have a heartburn. Immediate heartburn. And next up for our picks, <laughs> number nine, Indianapolis Colts. Who do you I, think, Matt? I need a Capri Sun. Uh, number nine for the Colts. I, I think it's a team that hit on last year's draft. We see Chris Ballard as their GM, done a very good job retooling the offensive line, Quentin Nelson, retooling the defense, uh, where you have uh, Darius Leonard playing very well early on. I look at the Colts. If they don't sign Le'Veon Bell in free agency, by the way, they have messed up. Like, they need a guy like that. But I look at corner. If Greedy Williams is on the board from LSU, yeah. Greedy fits so well with what the Colts want to do defensively. If he's off the board, I would go to my guy. You know I've been shouting it from the rooftops, Trayvon Mullen from Clemson. And I agree with you, too, actually. If they can get somebody on defense, and they've already shown they value that defense with getting guys like Hooker and then Darius Leonard, who I know maybe you weren't very high on. He's uh, doing pretty well this year. Uh, I got a round two on him. Uh, I don't know, Jim. Uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I, I definitely love Darius Leonard. I have a mouthful of Doritos right now. But Chris Ballard, Rex Hogan. The boys, uh, Ed Dodds, have been doing very, very well uh, in Indianapolis. Number eight, though, Denver. John Elway can't find a quarterback to save his life. This is not the year to get one. 
What do you do if you're John Elway? I think if you are John Elway, you just look at who's the best player available for you right now. Uh, no matter what it is, I think this is where a guy like maybe even Devin White can come into yep. play because yep. you just need to take the best player. There's no quarterback for you. So just go get a guy that can make a difference on either side of the ball for you. Well, and I, I think it's my where it'd be like a guy like Deontay Thompson comes into play. They have a secondary that is getting a little bit older. They're probably not going to extend Bradley Roby. They ha- obviously have Chris Harris Jr., who's our boy, but he is getting older. Maybe this is the spot for a true center fielder type free safety like Dante Thompson at Alabama, who for Nick Saban has played a very diverse role. He is their center fielder, but he'll walk up. He'll take on the run on the edge. It's not like Minka, where it's like, oh, Minka's a slot corner. No, Dante Thompson is a free safety who plays over the top. Yeah, and he definitely can. He has that range for it, too. Uh, Number seven pick. The New York Jets. It's too bad we don't have Connor on this weekend. Oh, the number you, seven New York Jets, who do you have them taking? Well, I think they have to go edge rusher. Right? I, agree. They, I agree. Truly, they missed out on Dante Fowler in the trade deadline, so they have to go uh, to an edge guy. I, I think you look at your guy, Cleveland Farrell, is going to get mentioned. Yep, that's who I was going to say. J.K. Polite from Florida is going to get some mention. They need an edge rusher so badly, and obviously like a lot of people are going to put a wide receiver. Maybe they go with... Offensive line like Joan Williams, I think edge is the biggest need for them. Unfortunately, I think after Nick Bosa, there's not an edge you would truly draft at number seven overall. And see, we are a little bit different there because I like Cleland Farrell here. If you can get him on the later side of the top 10 here, they're looking at number seven right now. It's their biggest need. They can go get a guy like Cleveland Farrell, who is very quick off the ball, and he can make a difference with guys like Leonard Williams I think and one Jamal of the Adams. One question with the Jets is who's the head coach going to be next year? Right. Probably not Todd Bowles. So you might be drafted for a completely different defense. What if they hire Lincoln Riley? What defense are you running? What if they hire Matty Campbell? I think if they do go with one of those college guys, they're going to go get the best defensive coordinator that they can. And so you just fit a guy. But I do think they stick with the 3-4. They've built a good, solid foundation around that, especially with, like I said, Leonard Williams. So you go get a a top-edge rusher. Cleland Farrell is a guy who I think can play in a 4-3 or a 3-4. So he fits either way. He is definitely more your guy than my guy. I, I think you look at Jai Polite from Florida. I, I feel like he's a better player uh, than Cleveland Farrell. But Cleveland is uh, is so much dependent on how he's going to test. Like, yeah. what, is, what are we going to see at the combine? Is he a 4-6 guy? Does he have bend? Does he have agility? I think he does run like a 4-6, 4-7 even. But I think he has the bend and the athletic ability to go top 10 and I know you probably disagree but let's go from Cleveland to Cleveland the number oh, six Cleveland shit. Browns what do you think oh well I mean they have a lot of needs I mean, left tackle uh, we've seen the struggles of Desmond Harrison uh, a former Texas guy maybe Jonah Williams is the fit here coming out of Alabama I know a lot of people feel like he might not be long enough to play as a true defensive end but they have a big need uh, excuse me, as a true offensive tackle, they have a big need for improving, I think, the trenches. Whether that's the tackle someone like Quinn Williams or stick with Bama, left tackle, Jonah Williams. When Joe Thomas retired, the Browns were fucked. Like, yes. immediately. Like, oh, well, we don't have left tackle anymore. You got to get better at that spot. Desmond Harrison has not been the guy. I think you go Bama, whether it's Jonah or Quinnen, you need to get a Williams. Yeah, and I agree with you, too. I think we talk too much because I think Jonah Williams here. You have to address your left tackle. 
you got your quarterback, you have some targets, you have some talent on the defense, you are missing a left tackle, so you need to go after Jonah Williams here at number six overall. Next pick with some music, the number five Arizona Cardinals, one of There's the worst so much happening right now this tailgate in the NFL. One of the worst rosters. They have their quarterback in Josh Rosen. They hope at least there's some young guys in the secondary. Buda Baker. Uh, they have a son Reddick, one of our guys. I, I think the Arizona Cardinals are a true BPA team. I whoever that is, whoever falls through the cracks, the Arizona Cardinals should pick them because you get to a point where you have to churn the bottom of your roster, right? How do we get better? BPA. That's how we get better. We have to get more talent across the board. Larry Fitzgerald's going to retire. Pat Pete's at the end of his run. Whoever the top player on your board is, draft draft them immediately. It, yeah, and right, at number five, you're going to get some quality talent. So maybe if we do see a guy like Quinnen Williams here, he is somebody that can play in any Robert Kandiche has not been good, by no. the way. And like Quinnen Williams is the rich man's but if Robert Ed Oliver's on the board, you tell me Ed Oliver's on the fucking board for the Cardinals? Okay. Yeah, you take him. And I, and I don't know if he is at number five, but whoever the best player available is, you're right. That's who the Cardinals have to take. I don't care yeah. who it is outside of quarterback. You take that guy, yeah. whoever's top on your board. I'm about to triple option pitch some beers to the crowd because uh, I've shown a talent for this. Uh, they're too young. Never mind. Uh, I'm going to hold on to this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna gonna, pitch it. I'm looking in. How about uh, no, Scott? No. Uh, show me your ID. I'll pitch you a beer. Uh, number number next. four, the Buffalo Bills. You talk about another oh, team my God. who might be the worst in the league. They are really struggling. I know Offensive your boy, bad. Josh Allen, has been hurt, but they look Wasn't like the worst team in the NFL. I feel like our crowd just left. They might be the worst. We talk about the Bills and people are like, fuck you. Oh, yeah, fuck the Bills. I'm out. We're I'm out. out on the Bills. They need help across the board. I feel like it might be the worst offensive line in football. So Jonah Williams makes sense. They need help with secondary. Greedy might be our guy. Deontay Thompson might be our guy. Like they just need talent right now. And we'll see what happens with Sean McCoy. They say he's staying there. So I'm really surprised that right now you look at the shakedown of our our draft order here. Buffalo and Arizona are two of the worst rosters in the NFL. Yeah, they both need to go best pay, player available. The teams below this have better rosters than Buffalo for sure, one hundred percent sure. Yeah. So number three, my team, the San Francisco 49ers, our boy right here. He's like, he's been waiting. He's been like Niners <laughs> fan. I'm fucking waiting to hear it. Obviously, we would all love Nick Bosa. That's what our, the hope and be dream. Around. Probably not going to happen. Which puts you in a weird spot. I actually think the best move for the Niners is to trade back. Let someone come up and you slide back because we need an edge. We need a corner. Well, and you receiver. look at John Lynch. He's so far been the master of trading back. Like yeah. He will move back one pick and collect a third-round pick just to move one spot. So I think you're right here, the San Francisco 49ers, with Kyle Shanahan and the needs that they have on I defense. I just threw a beer way too fast. That's usually your thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been making it rain. Today. You are the Josh Allen of throwing <laughs> yeah. beers. You have uh, no touch. <laughs> number two, the Oakland Raiders. Speaking of no touch, the Oakland Raiders. If it's not Nick Bosa, they messed up. If it's not Nick Bosa, I think it has to be Ed Oliver. Yeah. Because he's a guy in Ed Oliver that you can say, okay, let's trim up a little bit, lose 10 pounds, you can play on the edge. Or Gary's that way. whatever you need. Gain 20 pounds, be the most dominant nose tackle that we've seen. 
He can do everything you want. You just have to tell him right. what to do. Right. I, and he's very, like, scheme and role specific with a guy like Red, Ed Oliver. But, I mean, if you're a Raiders fan, your whole hope is Bosa right now. Yeah, and it's just it's not shaking out that way. No, it's because we have the New York football giants at number who one. Who play the San Francisco 49ers this week. So a loss to the Niners helps the Giants because your strength of schedule gets lower. You, you're backing yourselves into the number one pick. The problem with the New York football Giants is they need a fucking quarterback. And there is none. And there one. are none. No. Good none. news if you're Justin Herbert, which is what I keep saying. Agents are going to get to Justin Herbert and say, hey, my man, you'll be the number right, one pick right, in the draft. Like You can stay a year and compete with guys like Tua and Fromm or... You can come out this year and maybe be the number one pick overall. Yeah, we got people coming by wanting beers. Justin Herbert, I do feel like could be the if you're if you have a chance to be the number one pick in the draft. We've heard this story before, right? Fucking Charles Mitch Clark. Trubisky, one year starter. Agents got to him and said, "Mitch, you'll be the first quarterback drafted." Guess what he does? He comes out early in the draft. I I know everyone says Herbert not going to come out early. I remain very very skeptical of that, and I agree with you too. There's just there's so much to pass up here. You do risk getting hurt as a senior at Oregon. I do not think they're going to be a team who's playing for the national championship. I don't think they're a team that's going to be playing for the playoff next year. So you're risking the number one overall pick where you have to compete with other teams. So I do think Justin Herbert comes out, but you also have a guy in Nick Bosa who can do everything you want for you? I'm defense. watching a ginger shotgun and natty light right now. I don't think you can keep calling him ginger. Uh, he didn't shotgun that. Yes, he did. He dumped it. He dumped it. He dumped it. No, that that's... beer was full. I want to see it. I want to see him do it again. That is porn beer. I want to see one you do it time. one more time on the podcast live. <laughs> this is like the sixth beer that I think I he has I've shotgun. I've seen him shotgun so many, and I'm like, uh, do one us. more. Like, do one more. Let's let's get one, one more. more. What's, what's your name? What's yeah. your name? He doesn't even know he his name. He doesn't know his name. My name. Darren is going to shotgun live. On, I'm going to count you down. Uh, a very important podcast. It's just Bleacher Report. She's yeah. like, fuck. I'm going to have to drive home. All right. We're going to so count pissed. you. We're going to count your shotgun. My record's 0.8. 0.8? 0.8. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Oh, that, that hole's big. Here we go. Ready? Three, two, one. And the mouth is on the can. Tab is popped. And he's done. That's he's done. Impressive. He's done. That's, That's pretty good. good. That's, That's good. pretty good. He must have gone to Pitt, not Southern. All right. Welcome back. We are live at our Moso tailgate. A lot of fun. Thank you to everybody that came out. Great crowd today. Mello, we got a lot of live draft on draft questions that we're going to get to. This is where the people get to the people get to represent. They get to, yeah, have their voice heard on the podcast. Which is great. It's my favorite part of our show. Uh, we got a lot of draft on draft questions. Let's just, we got we have a live microphone here. We're going to hand it to our Florida Gators fan. Name and question, please. Uh, Billy Stickland. I'm a New York Giants fan, too. Ooh. And uh, so assuming Justin Herbert doesn't declare, who are they going to take in this year's draft? I, I think that's a great question. Like, if Herbert doesn't declare, you come into the, we need a quarterback, but who do we draft? So do you overdraft a Dwayne Haskins or Will Greer? I think it comes back to the need for a defensive lineman, especially in this year's class. You can look at Nick Bosa at Oliver Quinn and Williams. Those are the big names in this class. But for a Giants fan, the best move might be for you guys to trade back. Like if you have the number one pick, call the fucking Raiders and be like, hey, guys, you want Nick Bosa? 
come up and get his ass and maybe you could get some extra picks, but it is a year where it feels like the giants are quarterback or bust, which is, is tough because it's not a great quarterback class. So sorry, Billy, uh, bad news, but uh, the giants need a quarterback and there aren't any. Uh, no, that's what I expected, but lose out. You get two of next year. I think that's their plan too. Like if you look ahead in the draft, you're not going to get a quarterback this year. We're this is Saturday. We're watching Haskins struggle today, and he is a guy that we thought might be impressive, and he hasn't been. So if it's not Justin Herbert, it's no one. So try to trade back, get yourself some picks, or best player available. Like, like you do you remember when the New York Jets did this? It was like, oh, they need to draft a quarterback. They're like, no, we're going to drive Fitzpatrick. We have Christian Hackenberg. That obviously didn't work out, but they had draft capital to trade up to get Sam Darnold. So I, I think you could play ahead for a year. You'd be smart and think about long-term plans where you can build that capital to get a guy next year where it's going to be Tua, Jake Fromm, probably Nick uh, Eason from Washington. Like, there's going to be very good quarterbacks in the 2020 draft. Next question, we got our – this man right here, he must be a Carlos Hyde fan. He's wearing an Ohio State t-shirt and a, a San Francisco 49ers hat. This How the kinda, hell did you end up in Joplin? This <laughs> one kind of made me sad. We're on the Ohio State stuff, but uh, I'm pretty good with the Niners stuff. Hey, I seen your latest mock draft, and you had the Niners taking Greedy Williams at cornerback. How do you feel about them taking an edge in the later rounds if you know if they can't get it done in the first? I think it's hard because you have a team that's gone so defensive line heavy in the last few years. Yeah, I mean, you have – you know, Buckner and you have like all the Oregon guys, obviously, Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, and then you go Solomon Thomas, who's not really played up to expectations. So I think it's hard to go another edge unless you have the number one pick where you go Nick Bosa. Now we need to see the Niners because of a year where Garoppolo and McKinnon are hurt in the offensive backfield. You almost have to go, let's how do we fix this secondary? You have Jaquaski Tart, who's I think a very promising guy. Uh it hasn't been able to stay healthy. So it's almost the best player available. If they have the number one pick, you take Nick Bosa, right? You're like, oh, fuck, we have too many pass rushers. Not a bad problem to have, but where they sit right now, picking probably third or fourth in the first round, you almost have to be creative of like, let's let's get a 6'3 corner who fits that Seattle mold of cornerback, kind of a younger Richard Sherman. It could be somebody who could shut down the edge. But uh, as a Niners fan, man, I'll tell you, it's not the best year to be a guy like to be a Niners fan and pick top five because well, our needs don't meet the value. If you can't get after the quarterback, you have to find a guy that can shut down receivers and their history shows they can't find a guy that can get after the quarterback. They've tried like seven times <laughs> and it's just not working for you. So maybe we miss all them. Take a flyer on a corner at LSU who is probably DBU right now. Yeah. All right. Great question. Uh, sorry, Niners fan. I, I feel for you, man. If Garoppolo hadn't gotten hurt, we would be it'd be a different world right now as a 49ers fan. So uh, get in here, Billy. Billy's got a question. Here we go. Billy's wearing a beat. I hate his shirt. shirt. Beat Pitt State shirt. It's Billy's a terrible wearing. shirt, but we'll convert him by the end of the day. Yeah, I feel like it's going to no, happen. You're not. <laughs> All right. No, you're not. You got a question for us, buddy. Yeah. So uh, where do you think Drew Locke's going to get drafted at? In the third round somewhere. I fuck. By the time it's all said and done, probably the first round somewhere because he's got a senior bowl and people are like, oh shit, he can throw 80 yards. Yeah, we've talked about it before. Like, people are going to fall in love with his arm. I mean, we watched your boy Josh Allen get drafted. That's my before. boy, Josh Allen. Just you. Wait. You you owe me a tattoo because of that boy Josh Allen. Yeah, I just want to say. Yeah, who's the starter in Buffalo? It's Nathan Peterman. He's hurt. Yeah, okay, but 
We watched Josh Allen get drafted top 10 overall. Yeah, I'm going to get an hey, Mello, like We watched stamp. Baker Mayfield get drafted top yeah, 10 so overall. Baker I, Mayfield's I the best. I do think he could go first overall. I don't think he's that good, but he does have a lot of arm talent, and that's what scouts and teams are going to fall in love with. So he could go first round. I would have him more in that third round category. But I think like with quarterbacks, like you grade them on talent, and then you realize there's a bump. You know, like I, I remember grading Blaine Gabbert, Jake Locker, Ryan Tannehill, and you're like, oh well, these guys are second round talents, but there's a bump. And especially in here with no quarterbacks, if Justin Herbert goes back to Oregon, that's great news for Drew Locke because he can go to Mobile, Alabama, participate in the Senior Bowl and really help himself like Baker and Josh Allen did last year. So I think that's the best move for him is to get to Alabama and try to build his stock there because he does it. He has a beautiful arm and he looks like a quarterback. And we know that helps. And we've talked about it before. The NFL will make a first-round quarterback out of this class. Yeah. If it's not Justin Herbert, it will be we, somebody. EJ Manuel went in the first round. Yeah, Will Greer, Drew Locke. Like, it will happen. We're not going to ever see a year where the NFL does not draft a quarterback in the first round. No, but being local, a lot of people want to know about Drew Locke, our boy Tucker. I get three texts a week about Drew Locke from Tucker. So, uh, great question. Uh, let's keep the line moving. Rob, you had a question? Rob Forrest, all the way from Philadelphia. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Marshall. That's what I said. Uh, so my question as a Philadelphia Eagles fan is uh, between the lack of linebacker depth this year and offensive line and potentially picking late, who do you think the Eagles could take in the first round kind of to help those positions out? I think that is like, as really, as an Eagles fan, you guys are in a tough spot because you're, you're going to be too good to get a premium player, right? So you start to look at, well, you know, our offensive line's been a little beat up. Do you look at Greg Little from Ole Miss? It's like maybe uh, maybe he's a swing tackle for a year, but eventually a stopgap guy with Jason Peters getting older. Lane Anderson can't stay on the field. So, like, maybe you start to look at a Greg Little type player. I still think that even with the Golden Tate trade, this is a team that needs a wide receiver. Golden Tate's getting older. Marquise Brown from Oklahoma could be a very good fit. Corner is another area, even though they've drafted it a lot lately. Byron Murphy from Washington. I mean, like, Philadelphia is very good, but they do still have a lot of needs. So even if you look at running back at the end of the first round, if they're like a Super Bowl team, they could still go get the number one running back in this class because those guys are going to fall to the bottom of the first round. I was just waving at people and they are not waving back. Hey, hey, (laughs) I want to just point out, I've been throwing beers today like Drew fucking Breeze. I mean, I've been chucking natties. I've been throwing natties like a motherfucking king today. Okay. Like, like, (laughs) I want to have a beer. So let's scout the natty light throwing of today. You're about 5'10, 5'11. Thank you. You're built around a system. You're maybe a little bit overrated. Like, yeah, the Browns are going to fall in love with you. Yeah, right. But I'm mobile. I'm mobile. (laughs) Character concerns out the ass. I'm a leader. I'm a leader. A cop ain't never tackled my ass from behind. Okay, so. well, while you plant the flag at Ohio State, let's get another draft on draft question. Kansas uh, is a motherfucker, people, though. All right, our boy Brant's got a question. Yeah, out here celebrating the Marine Corps birthday and tailgating with these guys. Uh, question, huge Chiefs fan. Uh, offense is awesome this year. Where are we gonna? Who are we going to pick to help enforce our defense for next year because our defense is struggling. I think the good news is you have Brett Veach, who's a very aggressive general manager. So uh, he didn't come through the trade deadline, which I think is smart because he's a very good talent evaluator. You want to get draft picks. So you can look at the pass rushers in this class. It's a great year to need an edge, right? Cleveland Farrell might be available. 
Uh, I boy O'Shane Zimenez might be available late first round. So it's a good year with D Ford coming up on a contract. Uh, you got Justin Houston who's been hurt. He's getting older. It's a good year to need an edge. It's also a good year to need a corner. Honestly. Well, and middle linebackers. So they they have a lot of needs on defense, and they're going to find a guy in this class because, yeah. like you said, there are a lot of edge rushers. Even if you go into the second or third round, the Chiefs are going to be able to find one of the guys, those guys. They have two second-round picks, right? one first-round pick, so they're going to be able to get a corner, an edge, and a middle linebacker. But it's like, just how well, do you if power you can get guys? Mac Wilson from Alabama, Byron Murphy from Washington, and then you get a safety like Taylor Rapp. Like, exactly. oh, well, holy shit. Our draft class was just really good, and we yeah. could plug these guys in and play right away. And I still really like Armani Watts as an over-the-top free safety. He can stay healthy. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like what they've done. I know that I've probably hated on that Mahomes trade more uh, than anyone in the uh, entire country, but uh, it's, it's panning out pretty well for them, and they've set themselves up to fill some needs that they that they have in the Speaking of Phil. Speaking of Phil. Speaking of Phil, two weeks ago, we were at LSU, Georgia, and you guys heard the catastrophe that was LSU, Georgia, for me personally. But uh, a gentleman there bought A gentleman in. and a scholar. And he bought in, and he said, you know what? We had fun at LSU. I'm going to fly to Joplin, Missouri. Who does that? It's a little and cold. it's 20 degrees today. It's kind of cold. And Papa Coon flew to Joplin, <laughs> and 80, he said, I'm going to party with my boys. 80 degrees when I left Houston. 80 degrees. And it was Papa 15. Coon shows when, up here and it's 15 when he yeah, landed. Yeah, 15 when I and landed. And you shaved your beard. Yeah, I look different. Not a great idea. Had a great beard. Solid so beard. You white, need trashy, it today. white trashy beard. Full real disclosure, nice. I do not remember you having a beard. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that weekend well, went. But yeah. okay. No, I didn't no, know your real weekend. name until weekend. you added me on Facebook. And I was like, oh, his name's Phil. I remember that now. LSU got out of hand, but you're here in Jomo. And we're gonna make it worth your while. Yeah, you have what a, a question. what a setup we have here. By the way, like this is a great setup. Natty lights on deck, just been crushing them all day. Phil Having is the best football ambassador of all time. By the way, <laughs> like, like really, we don't give enough credit to our listeners because when we were in Baton Rouge, it's like okay, Austin is doing his job. It's like he came to work. We yeah. have Rob today who's like passing out koozies. Phil came all the way from Rob is talking to three Houston. people I don't know right now. Yeah, like, they're just doing it. So we love our stick-to-football community. Yeah, speaking of Richard Royal, glad you're back. Gavish Billy. So, Billy. Yeah. No, so, I, I know I knocked out all my LSU draft-on-draft on draft questions when we were back in Baton Rouge. I want to talk a little bedlam today. Ooh. Like, what a great rivalry. Not not a not a huge Big 12 fan, but that's a, that's a great game, right? Oh, same, yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah same. right. But, come on, let's, let's talk some – some uh, draft prospects there. Justice Hill, Mark. Uh, you mentioned Marquise Brown earlier. Yeah. There's some offensive line talent there, but Justice Hill really impresses me. I, I just kind of want to know y'all's thought on him and where he'll go. I mean, if he, he fits goes. really well as a smaller third down back. I think it's his profile, like of a guy who's 5'10", 200 pounds, catches the ball well. And we, we talked on the Friday show about option running backs who have to be able to make someone miss and and do things in space. And I think Justice Hill fits that profile very well. So he might be a day three pick, but as someone who could come in and contribute right away, like he's not going to be Eagles. He's not going to be your bell cow carrier, but a lot of teams in the NFL, they don't care about that anyway. So a guy like Justice Hill could come into a team who's already established, even like the Chiefs. We saw him do it with Kareem Hunt. He's a guy that can come in and take a lot of carries. I don't think Justice Hill will be a top prospect, 
But I think he's going to be will, a good running back. I will tell you, as a 49ers fan, I would take his ass. Well, in that system. He's that not that run, different than Jerry McKinnon, who exactly. we're paying a lot of money. Yeah, or so even like the Vikings could take a flyer on him. But second, yeah. third round, he's I like him. He's going to be uh, a good prospect. Fourth, fifth but, round. Okay, I'll go with that. Bedlam, uh, we're recording this Saturday mid-afternoon. Bedlam, you taking OU or Oklahoma State? I mean, I, I did taking not. the hurricane. Yeah. There's not a lot of defense taking, there. Taking the earthquake. No, I'm not picking Oklahoma. There it is. Mello's not picking Oklahoma, just in case you were not sure about Mello's uh, status as a Texas fan. So uh, we got a couple more draft on draft questions. Starkey, our boy, hit it up. So as a longtime Dolphins fan, if the Tannehill experiment don't work out, who do they take? Oh, gosh. I, yeah. you know, I, I think they wait a year. Right now they're picked 20. Yeah, so it's so hard. They're stuck between like a rock and a hard place. So there's not any good quarterbacks that you would trade up for. You're in a spot where you're not going to get a good quarterback. Honestly, like based on past history, they're going to take a flyer on a quarterback. Hashtag tank for Tua. But I don't think they do it. Here's what I would do. I would sign Teddy Bridgewater in free agency. Teddy's from Florida. I would sign Teddy. Yeah, get him back in Miami. Right. That's a, that's my boy. You know that's my boy. So I would sign Teddy. And, like, yeah, you're not going to ever throw for more than 20 yards per pass, but he's going to win ball games. I he's mean, a great Andrew leader. Luck's doing it, and everybody's right. all on him yeah. right now. So. so it's Alex Smith, and the Redskins are first in the NFC East. Yeah. I love Teddy. You know I love Teddy. So get him back in Miami. I think it would be a great fit. 